to COVID. Hi, everybody. I am Rebecca, back with you again with another interview. This is my lovely friend, Brooke. Brooke and I have actually known each other for a couple years now. We have um, done events together in the past, and I think she's an absolutely fabulous person, and I'm so excited to introduce you guys to Brooke. Brooke, tell everybody about you and what you do. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, Yeah, so I am a sleep specialist. So I work with people that have behavioral sleep issues, which in a good way, most people suffer from behavioral sleep issues versus like a medical sleep issue. So um, that's kind of the good news. Um, So I just help people from every age, newborn, all the way to seniors, um, kind of isolate what their problem is, and then obviously how to fix it. Amazing. I love it. So that pretty much encompasses my next couple questions. Um, what, um, how did you get here? Like what's your background, um, your education, your story? How did you become a sleep specialist? Yeah. So I kind of fell into it, which, uh, you know, I feel like some of us just do. Um, my education initially is very different. My degrees in urban planning, geography, landscape design, um, mapping, that kind of stuff. Um, and which is where I started. Right. And then after I had my first baby, (laughs) I didn't sleep very well. So my story really begins with her, you know, for lots of people, their sleep struggles can start different places, but for me, it was really her. Um, prior to that, I was one of those people that really liked sleeping. Like I did the fun stuff. I did the studying, but I never pulled all nighters. I just couldn't hack it. I had to sleep. Um, so once I had my firstborn, she's almost eight now. Um, you know, we welcomed her home, you know, your heart grows after you have a baby. It's just this most amazing feeling in the world. Um, and we just did everything for her. Cause that's what you do when you have a baby. Right. Um, and for us, it was around the four month mark. My husband broke his leg and it was a really bad break. He spent a couple of weeks in the hospital only to come home and then live on our couch right now. I'm taking care of a big baby and a little baby and it was exhausting. Um, and I remember one night very vividly, she was about five months old at this point. Um, and I'd been nursing her. I had a C-section and we just were together all the time. It was awesome. Um, but she relied on me for sleep. So I remember one night, um, we were at my in-laws and I had fed her and kind of nursed her back to sleep. I think she was up for the 10th time that night. Um, and I remember looking over at my husband and he's laying there and he's sound asleep. And I was just like envious, like, Oh, I can't wait to go back to sleep. And she's asleep in my arms. So I looked down and all of a sudden her eyes pop open and all I could do was drop her. And she fell about an inch onto my breastfeeding pillow, onto my pillow. And she was completely fine. But that was my realization that I was not fine. I was not in a good place. Um, And it was because of the sleep deprivation. Of course, it's hormones and it's everything else that you go through as a new mom. But it was really the sleep that was getting to me, that lack of sleep, I should say. And um, yeah, so that's kind of how my story began. And I realized the importance of this, that I, I just couldn't be the mom I wanted to be. I couldn't be the partner I wanted to be. I couldn't be the person. I couldn't be Brooke um, without sleeping. So that's where it all began. And everything just changed once I had her sleeping and I was sleeping again, our relationship improved, right? Everything just gets back to normal or the new normal. Yes, for sure. I love that. That's amazing. And I think we all kind of evolve into our journey and find our path. And sometimes we just kind of fall into these things and, you know, it just, it makes sense for us. And and that's amazing. Um, What's the best part of your job? 
Oh, I love this question. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I'm the luckiest person in the world because people are very skeptical or often very skeptical when they hire me because it's like they're in a bad spot. They're not sleeping well. They've often tried lots of things, right? And nothing's working. And, you know, I talk to them and I tell them, yep, I can fix all your problems. I promise, I promise, I promise. And, you know, they believe me, of course, or some people obviously do. Um, and then we work together and then we find success every time, every time. And then they're just amazed. And like throughout the process, right? They're just amazed at how it works and how much better everything is. And so like just that, that gratitude that I get and that high I get after somebody sleeping well and like people have told me I've saved their lives before and just and like I believe them you know I'm not trying to put myself out there but like I just it's such a such a good feeling after you know I've been able to help so that's it that's I love it <laughs> it's great. 100% that's amazing yeah for sure like I mean that postpartum um you know season can be so hard and when you're not getting any sleep like it can just make it 10 times harder 20 times harder for you know yeah. new moms and couples and even even seasoned moms you know even moms with two or three other kids and trying to just juggle everything you know if you're locking that sleep component it can just weigh so much onto your life and that's amazing I love it you're right you're right Rebecca I appreciate that you said about seasoned moms because I have three kids and I just had my third she's a year now um and it hit me the hardest this time um like Harper my first that story I told that was hard don't get me wrong um but this third one yeah and she's been sleeping well like you know I started from the start um and you know she you know it's not that she slept perfectly the whole time of course but like it hit me the hardest this time so yeah it doesn't matter what kid you're on um of course it's hard but then the sleep just compounds it yeah yeah 100%, 100%. So in this time of COVID, I know things are a little bit different and we're not necessarily doing face-to-face visits, but what does an appointment look like you? How, what's your process when you're meeting with clients and how do, uh, how do you run your sessions? Yeah, we've been able to shift virtually really easily, um, which is great. I did a lot of it prior to anyways. Um, I used to do in-home visits, of course. So, um, well, right now we can't do it, but of course, you know, we will be able to again, which is great. Um, Yeah, I work with people all over the world, which is lovely. Um, We can do, so I always do like an initial call just to kind of make sure it's a good fit in that. And then I always set up a consultation after I've written a sleep plan and kind of done over, done everything. And we'll often do a Zoom or a FaceTime or something like that, right? So we can still kind of meet um, and get that face face-to-face interaction and then when I work with people we work together for a couple of weeks so we do phone calls emails sleep logs voxer you know stuff like that just to make sure that we reach the goal right because it's not kind of a one and done every kid every person is different so I always talk about how my plans are fluid right I can write you a beautiful plan but it's really the support that's what people are really hiring me for is my brain and that back and forth of oh okay what happened how can we assess? Like, how can we fix this? Right. So, yeah. So COVID hasn't changed it too, too much. Um, you know, I'm busy, of course, which is great. Um, just because, you know, we want to get people sleeping. But yeah, it's been nice to shift. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I know there's always that one question that everybody asks. What is that one question for you? What is everyone always asking you? 
Yeah. Well, how do I sleep? <laughs> right. It's just that generic, like, how do I sleep? What is going on? Um, so if I can do this, I'm going to kind of break it down into two, two sections because I work with every age and of course, every age is going to be different. So I'd love to kind of just talk about baby for a sec and then kind of answer like the mom side of it. Cause those are really the two questions, right? Yeah. How can I get my baby to sleep or how can I sleep? Yeah. Um, so yeah, the baby thing, I'll just kind of give you the quick science behind the changes that we see and, and why you know what we can do to help so we see this huge shift between kind of the eight to ten week mark um this is when our body clock our internal circadian rhythm begins to develop um and it's very much a progression in that we need that to happen we need our sleep cycles we need our body clock but as that shift happens we see this development of sleep cycles where a baby has about 40 to 40 minute sleep cycles so a newborn baby doesn't have sleep cycles a three to four month old baby does have sleep cycles and a lot of people are probably clicking it in now that three to four months sleep regression. And that's exactly what it is. It's a progression in that we need our body clock, but we see it as a regression because it's so difficult. So now that babies have these sleep cycles, they now have half. So half of a 40 minute sleep cycle is light stage sleep. Whereas a newborn baby, they have a lot of deep sleep, a lot of REM sleep. Um, and so we see now it's more difficult to get our baby down. It's more difficult to keep our baby asleep and stuff like this. So I talk a lot about trying to, um, you know, help your baby learn somewhat of an independent sleep skill, right? We can do all those great things to help our baby, but at some point, you know, your baby's probably going to need to fall asleep on their own. So the more we can kind of be aware of it from the start, then what happens is they naturally shift into these sleep cycles and they can sleep and like connect them, right? Because what happens for me, at least, was I, she was dependent on nursing. So she'd fall asleep, but then she'd wake up 40 minutes or like two sleep cycles later. And then she couldn't get back to sleep without needing to nurse again. And of course, that makes sense. She needed it, um, right? So just those little things can help. Um, and then talking about kind of like the adult side, right? So as a mom, what do we do? Okay, so now we got our baby sleeping. That's great, but we can't sleep. So, um, you know, going to bed. Um, and I know this sounds like a mom thing to say, but especially in those first few months after, like I was going to bed before nine some nights because I knew she was going to be up. I was dead, obviously. Um, you know, you just need to sleep. And, you know, there's always a lot of stuff to do, of course, laundry, you know, those things wait for us, unfortunately, right? But if you're tired, just try to sleep because you can't catch up, right? That unfortunately, that lost sleep is lost. It's lost forever we just need so the more we can kind of do to make sure we're maximizing it is going to be important so put down your phone turn off the lights make your bed like make your room somewhere you like right so that when you go in there you finally have a moment without your baby um and or even if they're right beside you right but you can just crawl into bed and like feel that weight off your shoulders and just relax because that's what you need you just need the rest and the restoration of that break um, and then watching your coffee. Okay. So I know people always ask me about sleep. Um, and when it comes to the adults, they're always talking about caffeine, right? Cause it's such a huge thing in our society. Um, and there's nothing wrong with coffee. There's nothing wrong with caffeine. Of course it's in chocolate. It's in so many different things that sometimes we don't realize, but the thing we don't know about caffeine, or a lot of us don't realize about caffeine is that it really um, kind of prevents us from sleeping, regardless of how quickly you metabolize it, right? We all metabolize caffeine at a different rate, but irregardless, it's still affects. So if you can kind of prevent having coffee after about noon, you're going to find that you just sleep better. 
caffeine has, I keep saying coffee, I should just say caffeine, I apologize, because it could be pop or anything, right? Um, But what it is, is caffeine itself has a half life of six hours, and a quarter life of 12 hours. So if you have a cup of coffee or a pop at noon, a quarter of that caffeine is still in your system at midnight. And sometimes we don't realize that, right? We'll have a coffee at 2 p.m. or later in the day. And even a decaf, a decaf has less caffeine, but it still has caffeine in it. Um, And sometimes, right, it's that vicious cycle. Oh, I'm so tired. I need that caffeine. But then it's actually that that's preventing us from sleeping well. So again, I don't want to sound like a mom, but just (laughs) because it's the science, right? It is actually preventing you from sleeping well. So yeah, just a couple little, little tips. Yeah, for sure. I love that. And I think um, just to go back and touch on, you know, creating your bedroom as an oasis and that also, and I know you've shared this in the past and I love this tip always about turning off your phones and just, you know, keeping your phone even out of the bedroom and really creating, you know, that sanctuary space, that oasis for yourself, whether that's with babe or without babe, but just really creating, um, you know, almost a nest for you to kind of live in for the first little bit that, you know, you can get your sleep, you can disconnect from everything and just kind of create that, you know, and it goes again, back to like self care. So creating, you know, that, you know, very safe, comfortable space for yourself in, you know, having a big pillow or that body pillow to sleep on or, you know, things like that. And, you know, even if it's kicking hubby out of the room, because I've in the past been like, okay, you need to go sleep somewhere else because I need to sleep and I can't sleep next to you because you snore, you know, like three exactly yeah and I love that I think that's such a great tip um yeah that's amazing and you deserve it. Like as a mom, we go through a lot where peed on and pooed on and spit on and like, you deserve it. You deserve a place that's just like nice to go to. And it doesn't have to be fancy, right? Like it doesn't have to, my bedroom's nice, but it's not fancy. It's just tidy. The bed's made, you know, I don't have clothes all over. It's just tidy. So that when I go in and it has a lot to do with your subconscious mind, right? Like your mind hates clutter. So if you go into a place and it's just right, it's hard to relax. So yeah, treat yourself and just enjoy that space and it all goes back to that healing your body as well too because you know childbirth is is traumatic childbirth is traumatic to our bodies so we need to create that space that place and the sleep in order for our bodies to heal and and get back to you know some sort of normalcy whatever that looks like going forward for you and and your postpartum life yeah that's awesome I love it I love Brooke you are such an amazing woman you are such a great mom and you are so full of knowledge when it comes to sleep I always love having conversations with you how does everyone get in touch with you what's the best way to contact you um, to book a consultation or book a session how do we get in touch with you yeah thanks for asking and just to take it back I love talking to you too (laughs) thank you so much for asking me you're so so lovely to talk to always um yeah I find most people will go onto my website so my business is called bedtime beginnings so bedtimebeginnings.com or brooke at bedtimebeginnings.com is my email um and people are welcome to call me too 519-852-6225 but I find like I love talking on the phone but I find most people reach out via email um which is great because I usually then book a call because we want to hop on the phone. And um, I always say, if I can fix all your problems in a few minutes, then 
call me because if that's all you need, I'm going to give that to you, <laughs> right? Like you don't need to pay me if it's just 10 minutes of, of my time that you need. So reach out because if you're struggling, whether it's your sleep, your kids sleep, whatever, reach out because sometimes a call is all you need. Like that 10 minutes of picking my brain can sometimes be enough. I did that a lot when I went off on maternity leave, um, right? I just called people and our people called me and we just chatted. So reach out. Um, I may not be able to fix your problem in 10 minutes, um, but I'm going to be honest. So yeah. Amazing. That's great. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brooke, for joining me. I'm so excited. I will make sure to post all your contact information as well, too, so everyone can get a hold of you. And I'm sure the mamas will have tons of questions and will reach out to you as well. So thank you so much, Brooke. Thank you for having me.